Hello, and welcome back to another episode of eTalks Off the Record podcast. I'm Lainey. I'm here with Tyrone. Today, so exciting, we are talking Mickey Guyton. And remember, what we have to say here is off the record. Off the record. Off the record. Okay, so Tyrone, this is like, I'm so jealous. This is amazing because Mickey Guyton has been a name in country music mm -hmm. for a couple of years now. You got to talk to her. First of all, like general vibes. What, what vibes were you getting? What's she like? So listen, at this stage in our career, of course, it's a treat to have a chance to chat with anyone that's doing well in their respective field, in their art form, whatever it may be. But mm -hmm. it was a treat just to have a conversation with her, yeah. just based on her triumph, her yeah. trials. And then, like, you know when you just get a good vibe off of someone? Yeah. Okay, I'll say this. I've been saying for the last two years, two, three years, I can buy my own drink, I can buy my own dinner. The best thing someone can offer me is a good conversation. Yeah. And that's what I felt like chatting with her. I love that. I'm, I'm, you made me even more jealous. <laughs> of course, this is on the occasion of the release of her new album, Remember mm -hmm. Her Name. That and, we will. Well, I mean, we already know her name. And mm -hmm. I think that that is where, like, I'm coming from as someone who's, you know, knows her name. Mm -hmm. But I don't know that for everybody who knows her name, knows her music. Right. Is that fair to say? Yeah, 100%. Yeah. 100%. And, and to be quite honest, I... As I, I shared with her, like, I fell in love with country music just based on, like, the lyrical content, mm -hmm. the type of things that they sing about, the yeah. honesty, the brutal honesty in it, the yeah. storytelling. For sure. Right? And, and of course, the, the, the hopeless romantics that usually, that makes up the yeah. content of country music. Um, but I, with saying that, admittedly, I didn't know her music that well. Mm -hmm. Um, but getting to know her music, yeah. it definitely did check all those boxes for me. It did... It was the storytelling, it, you know. So when I talk about her triumph, I'm not just talking about like what I've heard in the uh, in, in 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 the news. I'm talking about the stories that she told me in her album. Right. You know, I felt like so as much as I felt like I had a great conversation with her in the interview, I felt like she shared with me so much by me listening to her album. Well, because you know. As she told you, it was so personal. She's mm -hmm. She was writing and co-writing. I think it was, you said, 15 to 16. 15 of the 16. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, here's, listen, this is what she told you about that songwriting process. We just got in the room and put down any inhibitions and any walls that we had up. And we were just honest. And we really went for as honest as we possibly could. And a song right. that was as catchy as we possibly could. And right. that's what this album was. And it was very cathartic. It was very, it was therapy for me. I think that that is what Tyrone sets music apart when you can pour your own DNA into it, right? Yeah, yeah. And this is, I think this is exactly what I was speaking to when I said, um, one, it was one thing to get to know her and to, to share that, 15, 20, actually, no, it's probably about 30 minutes of uh, having this great conversation with her. But listening to the music, mm -hmm. again, I felt like I learned so much more. And then when I heard, when she shared how the, some of those songs came together, those are the nights that I live for, you know? Yeah. Like, yes, I used to be T-Rex Canada's party animal, but the best used way for- I, I mean, I, I mean- <laughs> I'm in retirement. <laughs> Let me just admit it. I like the golf. I like to chill. I like to chill. My 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 kind of night is is exactly that. The type of night that sort of has that range of like 
peak points. You know, mm -hmm. like we can peak from dancing, we can peak yeah. from a great meal, but we can peak from a great conversation. And then when everyone's adding to it, oh, come on, like that exchange. And, and that was what she was describing with, with the songwriting was like there was an exchange of experiences, ex mm -hmm. an exchange of vantage points an exchange of like emotions and lived experiences. And that's how these songs came to be. To me, that's absolutely brilliant. I think that's, it's rich. And then of course, when it comes to art, that's very personal and stories that are very personal. The reason why music as Franly Bits, who is like one of my favorite culture critics says, music is, she said, the only art form that really gets into people's souls mm -hmm. because you, you like even with music or a, a painting, I mean, sorry, even with a movie or a painting, it doesn't transport someone into their own feelings where they connect to you through their own lens. So right. she's writing personally about her situations and her experiences, but when you consume it, you're laying your own right. things on top of that. And that's what she was telling you about what she hopes people will take away from these songs. Take a listen. I've always wanted to leave people feeling hopeful. Mm. And I hope that that is the feeling they get from this album. I hope that they're inspired in their own lives and in their own dreams. Because if I could do it, if I, stu I stuck with it, no matter how hard it got and I'm here and that is hopeful. And I hope that that gives other people the same hope. So T as like a music expert, what do you think of this idea of what your, what music gives to people? Uh, I think what it's, what's beautiful is if you, if you've gone to an art exhibition or an art installation and you thoroughly enjoyed it, mm -hmm. you were inspired by it, yeah. you took pictures, you, took mental notes, whatever it may be. Amazing. I've, I've, I too have uh, experienced that. But imagine if the artist was there yeah. and walking you through it. Yeah. And it wasn't just left to your interpretation or whoever was there. To, and I think this is what music does because music is that offering from the artist, but they're literally singing you right through it. Yeah. Every infliction in their voice, every oh, you know yeah. selected drum pattern, mm -hmm. every all these things are um, curated. It's mm -hmm. a curated mm -hmm. experience. These people, most artists, and they're not all, but when we're talking about an artist of the caliber and um, at someone that puts the the effort into their music like, like Mickey does, mm -hmm. this is very intentional. Mm -hmm. What she wants you to feel, what she wants you to hear, what she wants you to consider, that right there is like she's guiding you through each song. That is rich. Yeah, that's a beautiful way of putting it. I really like that analogy you just gave us. And yet, you know, we're talking about an artist who um, is, is making music in an industry where there haven't been a lot of hers. You know, certainly Mickey Guyton is not the first black female country music artist. That said, um, because of the artists, the black women who came before her who did not maybe get the same opportunities that she's getting. She is still singular. Like it's, it's still, a, like she's still hitting all these firsts. The first black woman to do this, the first black woman in country music to do this. Grammy nomination, um, first uh, black female country artist to perform at the Grammy. So, you know, you, 
you guys talked about this, and, and this is what she had to say about that, and then we'll come back and, and discuss, you know, what your takeaway is on the other side. First of all, I had no intentions um, of becoming a full-on advocate. <laughs> that was I believe not you, but anything. it happened naturally. <laughs> you know, like, I was just little old me, girl from Texas, just, you know, just trying to make it. I had no right. intention of being this advocate. But as time was going on, I realized that I have an opportunity here for me. And it's not enough for there just to be one. Like, like there was Charlie Pride and then there was a long time and then there was Darius Rucker. There was a long time and there was Jimmy Allen. And for me, I felt like the little platform I have, I want to go out and find as many different versions of country music that I can find. And I'm still looking and I'm still finding. And I'm just going to post them and perhaps people will see and normalize that there is so, that country music is for everyone. It's right. not just for one group of people. It is literally for everyone. And I think that that has become my role. <laughs> I love it. So yeah, mm -hmm. you know, being in those spaces when there's not many, you look around yeah. and it's lonely. What do you think? So here's something that I didn't verbalize. Uh, I remember actually having this thought come to mind during the interview. Uh, but like I said, it was a good conversation and sometimes it just goes where it goes, right? So I haven't actually verbalized this stuff, but here, here it goes. So when an artist is being recognized for said reason, mm -hmm. so number one single, best music video, mm -hmm. uh, wardrobe, whatever it is that was outstanding garners that type of attention that it, 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 it's awarded, sure. yeah. right? Imagine, though, so your efforts get you this attention, but then because you're the first per black person to do it, that's all everybody's talking yeah. about. I, I'm just, I don't know. There was just a thought. It was a thought that came to mind while I was lis listening to her, and it's like everything is almost overshadowed by mm. the fact that she's the first black. Now, I'm not complaining. But I think it is uh, something to consider. Yeah. I think it's something, look, we're off the record, right? So the, this is something that, uh, you know, in the, in the past year when you've seen so many firsts, and it's finally, finally the first black person or the first black movie or the first Asian, the first, the first, the first. Okay, great. We got to start somewhere. Yeah. However, it, you know, for that individual, for that artist, for that actor, for that musician, this is their turn, mm -hmm. right? And so during their turn, and we all know these things, this is why it's so coveted. The novelty is it's rare. You don't necessarily get a second chance at it. We, we, can, name, we can name a number of esteemed actresses, well-established uh, actors who are name brand and made all the money in the world, but haven't even got past the nomination stage. So imagine winning but then it's overshadowed by the color of your skin. Yeah. You know, so anyways, I don't, I don't even know what my point is other than to just, just to say that that is something that uh, has been a consideration of mine, that I want to, um, when I do have a chance to speak to said person in that position, I want to talk to them about their art. Yeah. I, it's important to yeah. recognize that they're the first black, but I want to talk to them about their art. I think it's a really important point uh, in particular 
for us in media to consider because you know you're right in the sense that uh, all that first talk overshadows mm -hmm. the actual thing that they do want right. to talk about um and yet it is newsworthy on a certain yes, level so what is the balance i think the balance and, is yeah. sorry to cut you but the, the, yeah, the, no. the balance is of course we have to mention that so we, and, and I say we as, as, as the part of the media, members mm -hmm. of the media, we have to mention that it's the first black or the first Asian or the first yeah. South Asian or whatever it may be. But when we speak to the artists, that, yeah. that, artist, that athlete, that yeah. whatever, directly, we need to talk to them yeah. about yes. what it is that they've done. Otherwise, it's still a form of othering. Yes, 100%. Right? And it, 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 so it is that, tr it's a, yeah, it is a tricky balance. I think that, you know, editorially, and because it's off the record, like these are the things that we have been trying to modify and um, progress on on our show where, you know, what I struggle with is identifying someone as, let's say, a Latin artist. Mm -hmm. Why can't it just be artists? Because we don't, right, so we right. don't re refer to Taylor Swift as, hey, Taylor Swift, the white artist. Yeah, who yeah, yeah. Is, no, we don't do that. We don't do that. So, but at the same time... You know, there may be a segment of the population who needs that identification because of the dominant, I don't know, the, what dominant society was and where do you start making that correction? And so to go back to Mickey, I, I don't, yeah, I, going forward, should she be a black country music artist? No, she's a country artist, No, definitely right? she shouldn't be a... Like, I, I think that the specification is necessary in terms of, like, if she's the first. Yeah. I think that that is necessary so that people are aware of, like... Because some people have lost their steam and their enthusiasm in terms of, you know, how everyone felt after George Floyd mm -hmm. and, and wanting a level playing field and whatnot. Sure, a lot yeah. of that has grown tired. People are tired of hearing about it. So... I mean, I... Okay, but... No, it, this is the I, truth, right? We're off the record. We're just... I, yes. Say what it is, right? And so I think it's important that we still mention, so just a reminder, like, oh, think about this. Think about this space, this category, this event. This has never been awarded to a black person or an mm -hmm. Asian person or whatever it may be. Yeah. I think that's important to note. But yeah, again, once you get past that first, then what happens? Yeah. You know, hopefully we still get an awards. <laughs> but can we talk about the reality of it in, in the sense of reality? Mm -hmm. is that country music is still very white. That's okay. Its roots certainly weren't white. Mm -hmm. Let's mm -hmm. be clear about that. Mm -hmm. um, and when I say white, I mean not just the artists, but the industry. It's the radio uh, programmers. Mm -hmm. uh, country music is one of the like musical genres that relies heavily on those radio stations, country music radio stations and programmers. And so, um, you know, it's, it's about Mickey, but also about whether or not she's going to get a fair shake. Mm. And, and I think that because already, never mind race, mm -hmm. gender even is an issue in country music. Right. So, um, you know that, did, have you heard the thing where the formula in country music was you couldn't play two female country music songs back to back? Look it up. People listening, this is for a long time. Now, they're trying to 
um, remove this like standard. But for a long time, radio programmers in country music would not do back-to-back -back female songs because they believed and thought that the country music audience would not accept two girls singing songs. So now, if you add race to that, mm. um, anyway, it, it, so it is an industry that is perhaps in flux um, and in progress. And this is the space that she is not just stepping into. She's in it, right? She yeah, is yeah. in she's it. She's in. She's in. Um, wow. I, okay. Well, there's a couple things that you just mentioned that I didn't know about. Let's. Let, okay. So I'm going to be optimistic, and I'm just going to say that what we're all going through in all industries, in all corners of the world, are growing pains. Yes. You know. Um, so open mind, open heart will allow for the change that is needed and the growth that is possible. So. Uh, let me just, I'll just be positive on that one and optimistic, yeah. I think. Yeah. I'm glad, I like yeah, that's that attitude. My, that's my stance on this one. I like that because, attitude. Because yes, of course, we all know that these are things, the, the old way of doing things. Yeah. But, like, but if we can call it the old way, then that's all right. Mm. As long as it's not the current way. Yeah. As long as it doesn't remain. And of course, there's going to be resistance. Like, and that's the other thing. It's like, with change, there's always going to be someone who benefits from the way it works right now. So you can't just be like, oh, let's make change, let's make change, and not know that there's going to be resistance. There's going yeah. to be resistance. So if, generally speaking, we can accept that, I mean, acknowledge that this is the way things were done, but believe that there's a better way of doing it, then I have all right to be optimistic. As you were saying a few minutes ago, Tyrone, about taking the optimistic approach to that situation. And... Mickey would be an example of yeah. the reason why there's optimism. Yeah, and also to like, if you take a step back, you can see more. And so I think that this, this strange, challenging time of opportunity that we're all living through right now, I think that this is where, you know, we can look and say, we're not just doing it because it's the right thing to do. Mm -hmm. We're doing it because there's something better on the other side. Yeah. That's yeah. my take on it. And also, it's just good music. Yeah, it's good music. Let it <laughs> let it go. And the lyrical content in country music, like, come on, I want, let's let's go. Sometimes it's that mood. Like there is a certain mood where you do want to just throw on a country song and like let it sort of wash over you. That was my freshman year of college. Yeah. I went to school in Texas, and. I played on the basketball team, and my school had a rodeo team. Mm -hmm. And in my dorm, I was neighbors with some of the guys from the rodeo team, and they put me on some good stuff. Yeah. And I was just, I just kind of fell in love with it because it had a nice mellow vibe. Mm -hmm. Kind of, I'm not gonna lie, I made a lot of correlations to some like the old school reggae and the storytelling mm. and, and the, the, the stories of like love and failed romances and whatnot of like old reggae that I listened to as a kid. I'm trying to imagine you as a university student <laughs> in your dorm room, like <laughs> pumping country music. Yeah, probably about 30 pounds, 40 pounds lighter. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> no, for real. I was a skinny little thing, but yeah, look, open mind, open heart allows you to, to experience so much more. But coming home to Toronto yeah. and my iPod being on shuffle and then all of a sudden there's like a Kenny Chesney and, <laughs> and one of my boys is like, yo, what the heck is going on? <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, some things my friends didn't pick up on, but that's fine. And now it's going to be Mickey Guyton oh, on the playlist. Yeah, of course. I mean, look, there's a couple songs that I think defy genre. They're just real. Mm -hmm. They're amazing offerings and they're relatable. So... 
whether you love the genre of country music or not. There's a song or two for you on the album. Well, everybody, remember her name. That is the new album by Mickey Guyton. As Tyrone says, you have to check it out for the storytelling, the lyricism. It's just great music. It is, it is. Bottom line. And on that note, thanks to everyone. P.S. I love it here, off the record. <laughs> for listening to eTalks Off the Record podcast, be sure to subscribe so you always know when a new episode drops. And don't forget to watch eTalk weeknights, 7 p.m. Eastern on CTV. And remember, what we say here is off the record. Bye. Bye now.